everyone, and welcome to this conversation presented by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer. Thanks for listening. You know, my wife Vicki and I have owned and operated our photography studio, V Gallery, for 20 years now. White House has been our lab for the last 16 of those years, and we could not be happier. White House is a family-run business, just like ours. If you haven't already, check them out at whcc.com. And if you want to drop me a line, feel free to email me at jed at whcc.com. Episode uh, 200 of this conversation presented by White House Custom Color. I am interviewing my favorite guest of all time, Vicki Toffer. <laughs> um, thanks for doing this. I know that um, you've been with me on this journey for the last four years. And this is episode 200. It is also the final episode for 2021. And this will be released probably in October. And then nothing will come after that uh, for the rest of this year. We'll see what next year brings. But right now, there are other things on our collective plates. And I am going to be working in Minnesota quite a bit uh, on site and doing a lot of things dealing with a tremendous amount of volume that's coming in, which is it's a great problem to have, but there's an awful lot to do. And so I have asked to be released from the This Conversation podcast duties for the rest of the year because I don't feel confident that I could do a good job at all those things at the same time. In any case, we will see what 2022 brings. But for now... I am going to record this episode with you, my lovely wife and favorite guest, episode 200. We have a topic that we've discussed on and off for quite some time, but before we jump into that, why don't you tell me as if we don't know each other, because you're really telling anyone else that's listening who you are and where you're at and what you do and all that stuff. Hmm. Uh, I am Vicki Toffer, your wife. Um, I have a studio in central Illinois, Morton, Illinois, that um, at different times over the 20 years has been run with my husband, Jed, who I'm talking to, um, and by myself, uh, up to nine employees at times to currently a couple contract very part-time contract workers and um, or designers and one very part-time employee. So we've gone through the transitions of, you know, I started as a film photographer out of the basement of my home to having a large commercial space um, that we actually currently live in, or I am living in while you live in Minnesota <laughs> with our two children. We have two children, eight and 12, a dog, a lot of fish, snakes and a newly added one, ant farm one oh, snake, snake. One. We, you, we've had many snakes over there snake and uh and an ant farm also homeschooling the two children as of last year um so yeah i feel like we've been through lots of adventures every year we've always joked um we've been married 24 years this december every year has been very different from the previous year <laughs> uh, we don't really have consistency as far as a boring, consistent, never changing life. It's always changing. So I've run my studio. We lived, both lived in Minnesota with our kiddos for five years and still kept and ran the studio. Um, so I don't know. I feel like we are master transitioners, maybe I would say. <laughs> Constantly in flux. Yeah. Yeah. 
So with all of that said, what is it that we were, we were going to talk about something specific today. That's been, that's been a good thing. And what did you call it? The nudge. The nudge. Why, why don't you yeah. unpack that a little bit and explain what you mean by that? Um, I think reflecting on the last few years, um, you know, I'll just take the last two. Um, see, three years ago, we moved from Minnesota back to Illinois, moved into our studio and actually found ourselves four, pretty four busy. Four years ago. Four years. Four years. Okay. Yeah. It's going fast. Four years ago. Yeah. Um, so I had more ability to shoot more than I had been doing when I lived in Minnesota. So I yeah. kind of, you know, redid a lot of things at the studio, kind of recreated our look and what we do. And um, things got pretty busy, as busy as we wanted to be, um, went well. And then COVID hit, which I know hit everybody um, in different ways, but, you know, pretty much shut shut things down, at least for a part of the time. And I would say the last two years, really, um, the business definitely struggled. Um, and I was not focused on doing anything to grow it. I just wasn't even sure what to do, what I wanted to do, what was possible to do. People weren't coming, but I was also, I don't want to use the word distracted, but like focused on other things with starting to homeschool the kids, but I was still trying to work at that same time. I have friends in the industry that were saying, I just had my best year ever, <laughs> you know, during COVID. And I'm like, what in the world? And when I talked to them all, the thing that was definitely the common reasoning they all say and said is like, they busted their butts. They worked really hard. They yeah. um, worked to get that work. You know, they reached yeah. out to people. They solicited that work. And I would say over the years, I've done a lot of good things with my marketing, but I wouldn't say I like really solicited the work. Like I wasn't like calling clients or like handpicking people to reach out to necessarily. Um, and so I kind of, that sat with me, I would say the last year, you know, kind of thought about it. Well then, you know, with this year, um, yeah, I would say my business has transitioned to be a lot of high school seniors and family. I do some commercial work, a little bit of everything, but my season, um, tends to be, you know, summer through fall. So this summer, I just kind of felt that inkling, you know, we were taking the break from homeschooling. I had a little more time um, that I started reaching out to people. Um, and so to me, that's called the nudge because it didn't take as much effort as I think I was afraid or worried it was going to take and why I wasn't willing to do it before. So for example, um, I was inspired by some other photographers doing giveaways during the COVID shutdowns of like give, gifting essential workers you know, like doing a little social media advertisement of, you know, giving away, you know, you could nominate, people could nominate an essential worker to gift a session. Yes. So very little on my part to do, you know, advertise that we, we had a couple winners. Um, it was really fun, really neat to give those sessions away. I, I included, you know, items, products, you know, print credit with that. So I wasn't even expecting it to be this big sale. Well, one of them turned into almost a $5,000 sale. So like that would be to me the example of the nudge. Like it was just like that little bit of effort nudging people. Like these were not past clients. This was not somebody who probably would have come into my studio. I created that work. I created that income for our business by taking one 
relatively simple, tiny step. I didn't even think about that as a nudge though. I mean, I get what, I get what you're saying. Um, well, it was a, it was a way to, it was a way to market, but I didn't, I didn't think that was the same thing as, as reaching out to, to people that you did know and giving them a little nudge. It's so I have that example things. too. No, I have right. that example too. So I think I'm just going back through the timeline of like in the last two years, that was probably the first thing I did. That was yeah. a little bit of like, um, putting myself back out there, like kind yeah. of trying to get people back in. Um, so maybe that's not the best example of the nudge. I still throw it in that category. I'd well, say the but better. I like, I like that there's more than one way to nudge and more than one group of people to nudge, because even though they weren't previous clients, I think the whole, I think the whole idea in general is that COVID has done a lot of things. The pandemic has done a lot of things to our society and our culture. Um, one of the things it's done is speed things up that were already there or already happening anyway. Like everyone zooms now, right? Like, and that was coming, uh, but now it's like grandma's zoom and uh, you know, my, my, your mom zooms and these aren't technically savvy people, but it's been inserted and sped up into our culture and into our lives, like online shopping. More and more people are doing and buying things online than they ever were before. And it wasn't like it wasn't happening, but more people do it now. And it's more inserted into our society. I think with photography, one of the things the pandemic sped up was getting back and and focusing less on only digitals and digital and digital files and more on products and wall portraits and things for your home because people were home, right? Does that, does that fall in line? Does that make sense? So you were, you're not just nudging your past clients, you're nudging people in general. Right. Yeah. Um, for sure. For sure. We have seen that. Um, you know, I was nudging people to rather than all of us wallow in like, woe is me. Like let's do something good for somebody else, like nominate somebody else to win this gift, you know, like nudging people to get, you know, out of their own self. And they were, and they were happy to do it too. That's the other thing. We got inundated with like, it was so cool. Like people had to write, like they filled out an online form and, and answered questions and why this person was a good nomination. Um, you know, and then we, instead of doing one, ended up doing, you know, two giveaways from that. So that, you know, that's good and all right but then i guess initially the topic of when we get, we're talking about the nudge came from also um gosh probably two months ago maybe just two months ago i was somewhere where i ran into a past client um somebody that had come to me for years um and have not had not seen them for years and they even looked at me like oh are you back in town from Minnesota? Are you still, you know, doing photography? And I, it kind of took me back to like, really? Yeah, we've been back almost four years. Um, and, you know, in passing, we're just standing in line. She's like, oh, I'd love to get my grandkids in for a photo shoot, right? Like it was just kind of in passing. It ended there, right? Like I was like, oh, I'd love to photograph them. Normally in the past, it would have been that. I would have been busy. I would be hopeful that she would call, but I'd kind of be on to the next thing. Well, a couple of weeks passed and I hadn't heard from her. I reached out to her. To me, that would be the nudge. Everybody's busy. Everybody has a thousand things on their plate. And that's out of my comfort zone. That is not something I normally have done with my business is 
you know, just like, I don't want to call soliciting the work. Yes, they showed interest, but like, maybe it's just following up, I guess. But that's really not something I did. You know, it just took that little bit, that nudge. Hey, I sent a text. You know, it was great seeing you. Do you want to go ahead and, you know, set up that session we talked about? Absolutely. I'm so glad you reached out to me. Like, that's what got her to do it. She booked a session that transitioned into over a $10,000 order that very possibly would not have happened. You know, could would have just kind of gone by the wayside. Everybody's busy. Maybe she would have come in next year. Maybe she wouldn't have. Maybe she would have booked. But like, I made it happen. I made it happen quickly from when she said that. We talked about it. It was fresh in her mind. She came in. You know, I just installed or got the order, you know, delivered to her house a week ago. And now you happened to see her at a place. And I think that probably helped as far as like just reaching out cold to a past client because you, you already had an idea, or at least she had said she was interested. So it wasn't like you were just showing up out of the clear blue. But then is there even like maybe a third uh, way to nudge somebody, which would be to reach out to a past client you haven't seen in a while and, and oh, give them absolutely. a nudge. And, and yeah. that, but that sounds like the scariest one. <laughs> sure. And, and that's not even one I'm going to be honest. Like our plate is full. Our plate is very full this year, which is exciting. Right. Like we yes. are busy. People are past clients, new clients. Like we are booking sessions. So I don't know how much of that is like, we are not on the other side of COVID, but just where a lot of people are at with it, like they're ready to move on to the next, yeah. you know, step ready to like get back to normal, you know, feeling more confident and not so unsure about things, yeah. um, seeing the value in family or working from home and wanting those products on the wall. You know, I'm not exactly yeah. sure the specifics of that, but all of those things were busy. So I'm probably not doing a lot of <laughs> reaching out to people at the moment. Not right but, now, yeah. But this winter, absolutely. Like that is for sure something that makes sense, you know, to go through. You know, we use, we use software that we can, you know, go through and see, you know, past clients, what they've spent, our top clients, our VIP clients, you could call them. Um, and hey, we haven't seen them for a while. Like, let's reach out to them, you know, this winter. Let's do something to get them, you know, back in, offer them something some incentive, you know, cause I'm slower. Our business is very slow in the winter. So that would be a good time to maybe start dropping for me at this point to start dropping some of those hints, those nudges to get people, you know, back in. So there's, I imagine, you know, there's different ways to reach out to people. Do you think that was something like this? And I'm, we haven't talked about this too much, but um, I'm just wondering as you're, as you're saying it, do you think the most effective way for you um, because you could send out an email, you could send out the text, you know, people are using texting for this a lot more because it's more unique than getting slammed with emails. You could send out uh, physical flyers in the in snail mail, right? Or if you narrow it down, and even if you narrow it down to 200 or 100 or 50 people, you could, you could make a phone call. And oh, yeah. do you think that for something like this with past clients specifically that you haven't seen for a couple of years, for whatever reason, do you think that that's what makes the most sense, even though it might take some more time and maybe be a little scarier on the front end? Um, I, 
I think it makes sense, but I also would say I've always believed and I have found more success and think it's important to come at people from multiple angles. So yes. So slam them with them everything, maybe, maybe fax them even, send them, send them fax. No, no, I'm not saying that. Um, I'm saying this, like a lot of these people were friends on Facebook or they follow me on Instagram. So it's like making yeah. sure I'm posting things on those platforms that they're seeing the gallery, so seeing see the gallery. And I've done the text thing. And yeah. I have just, I have found most of my clients probably... <laughs> Well, I mean, if it's just even, hey, your order's ready to pick up, like we do, we have an email template. We send them an email. It used to just be a phone call. It is so hard to reach people these days and we're playing <laughs> phone tag. And I don't have any more. I used to, I don't have a full-time person answering phones. So that really is more of a pain for me to call people and leave voicemails. So I've actually preferred to do um, texting and emailing. Of course, we'll call too and leave a message, but for all of this, like we, we kind of utilize all of it. Like, so a combination, mm -hmm. like even just texting people, Hey, you know, just checking in, you know, I mean, like an individual text, not even like a texting marketing campaign. Right, um, right, right. We, we found just for my normal business, texting is one of the better ways we've been reaching out to people. Like a prefer. personalized it, real text. Yeah. yeah. And now it might be followed up with an email. I, I prefer both the texting and the email with the way my business model is currently, because you can go back to it and you have record of it and you can track it. Like, so I can like, Oh, did, did I, you know, send that person something, you know, like you have a record of it to track and see, I mean, phone calls, it's a little tougher. You have to obviously make notes. I called this person and they, you know, left him a message on this date. <laughs> If you, you have text it somebody, if you text somebody, do you, are you able to text them a link that they can click on like through their phone, even to book a spot through their phone? Is it set up that way or is it more? I can, I mean, I use square um, for everything. So um, I do have certain links that I could text to link our limited editions or like our, you know, we have like five or six specials we kind of do throughout the year that they can book those directly. But if they're booking a, regular session with me. I mean, that's all they're going to have to talk to me, but then we all, we have automated, we use 17 hats. That's all automated with like their email template systems and invoicing. I mean, that's almost been, I feel like my employee, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like I have less staff than I've ever had like two days right of, now because of 17 hats. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we just transitioned to that in, um, the, the, the past year and we're still like adding elements of it. We're not fully probably using everything it offers, but I would say like the invoicing and like all the templates and the communication with client, how it organizes and tracks all of that under a client project made me feel like we have been way more organized, like our workflow and able to function with less employees. And without losing my mind. <laughs> so, with, I mean, with this concept in particular, like nudging people or, or just reaching out to people to kind of remind them of you, it's not something that, that you or maybe even a lot of people are going to be putting into practice right now. Some people might need to or want to in the next month or two in particular, but th for the winter, for the slower months, 
January through March or April or whatever, this could be a really good tactic to bring in some more business. It's kind of like grassroots hitting the bricks, putting yourself out there a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. And which I've always, if I look at the last 20 years, that seems to be what I've gravitated to a lot with my marketing and how we've gotten business. A lot of more one-on-one relational things, you know, maybe it hasn't been just calling somebody out, but, you know, just um, one-on-one working with other vendors and marketing. Like I like that personal, like one-on-one working with people. That, ma- that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, and, it's, well, and it resonates because I like that, that. That would work best for me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm, for sure, for sure. So, I mean, and I think you could even apply it to one of the other things I would apply that concept of nudging could be clients who are already placing orders with you or, you know, they're sitting in your in-person sale, but having on hand and nudging them with new products. Like it just happened to me this week, like the acrylic blocks, you know, like clients who've been coming to me for 20 years, they don't have acrylic blocks. Like that wasn't something I offered. And so they come in and they are doing the wall portraits and they're doing their Christmas cards and they're doing all these things they've always done and they're done. They're ready to pay. It's a great order. But then I need to, and that's what I do. I bring out like, actually, look at, wouldn't this be great for your husband's desk? We've got these, you know, new acrylic blocks. Um, maybe I've got one right here. There you go. You know, just, yeah, this just happened with this image the other day. You know, this is Tracy, my employee. But I was like, look at like this cute little five by seven acrylic block for your husband's desk. You're like, oh my gosh, yes, yes. Add that, you know, add that in. It's just nudging, you know, it's, you're going to sell what you show. So maybe it's just a, a different word for things I've always done, but I do feel like it's that same concept. Like you need to kind of push a little bit, but it's not pushy. You know, it's just like directing, helping, nudging, you know, all those words. A little nudge. I like it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm realizing as we're sitting here talking is that over your left shoulder is our son. And then to the right is our daughter. And then Tracy, who you keep referencing, is right there uh, with the bike and with her family. And then our our my, my our goddaughter is right there on the lower <laughs> right, too. It's like... All these, I didn't, we didn't plan this by any means, um, but all these really important, and my cousin's up there with like the, the perfect arms with her family. She's got, that, her arm looks so good in that photo. Um, anyway, I'm just noticing all of that right now. And I, I appreciate you taking the time to do this. We don't, we don't have to keep diving into it. I think that this is really good content and it's, and it's something I think people can, there are people that, that could use this right now, I guess but even more so in the winter for most maybe, but what would you, what would you say to people that are on the fence or that maybe are a little hesitant or are they feel some trepidation um, and they have some fears or they're, or or they're not all that confident in what doing something like this might, might be like for them. Well, I mean, that's me. Like, so I would say you got to try it. (laughs) Like that's it. I mean, I, that's exactly how I was. I didn't necessarily do this with confidence initially. I mean, I listened for over a year to multiple photographer friends talk about their successful years they had. And I was just more of a, whoa, it's me. Like we just had a terrible year. I don't understand it. What's the difference. But yeah, I knew like they all were saying, 
how they had to work hard. And I was kind of like, I don't want to work hard. Like, that's the truth <laughs> of it. I was, I was in a funk, right? Like I didn't want to work hard. And so, uh, it just kind of just took that kind of like how you have to make yourself get out of bed some days. Like there's some days you don't want to get out of bed, right? You just have to do it. So it's like, yeah. all right, like, this is what it is. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it. And so I think it's just, I'm going to get over my fears. I mean, it's no different than I have photographers all the time. Don't raise their prices. You have a fear. Like you have to just like do yeah, it. Yeah. You know, I don't want to call my client directly. What if they don't respond well, or don't book a session or don't order? Like you have that fear. It's, I mean, we've talked about this actually for years about letting fear either hold you back you know, right. or use it to kind of motivate you to, um, yeah. push you forward. So I think it's about just making that choice. Like it's in your mind, like just mentally making that choice of like, I'm going to do this and like, I'm going to be okay if it doesn't go exactly how I planned. And then I'm going to like, if it goes bad, pick myself up, learn from it, do it again, you know, or do it differently the next time. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's more just like life skills, I guess. So, um, I would just encourage people, you know, to, um, realize, I guess, I think from a big picture standpoint for me, it's just really realizing the truth, which I, I believe is that everybody is just busy. I think there's actually people, so many people out there who actually want what we have to offer yeah. and they just don't get around to booking this session, to making the phone call to, right. You know, I threw my images online. They never ordered, you know, all of these things you could say. It's not it doesn't that they mean don't... they don't want to order. No, right? it doesn't mean they're they... not interested. Yes. Right. So, so I think that it's just realizing on a broad scope of things, if that is how our life is, we're all just so busy mm -hmm. that we're not getting around to some of these things. Like, let's be the business or the person that helps people get these things they want, right? <laughs> you know, I like that. Uh, and, and so, um, however you want to do that, I don't care if that's an email, a phone call, a, you know, that does, that part doesn't matter to me, you know? And so I think I've always also said like in a session, like, let's even take it that direction. I do this all the time. Like I'll have this inkling of like, Oh, I kind of want to try this creative pose or something that I saw somebody else do and like try this with a client. And they might think I'm silly, you know, and I don't listen to that and I don't do it. That'll bug me more later that I didn't try that creative thing than trying it and failing or trying it and, and, um, getting something awesome, right? Like your favorite image of the year. So I think, again, if you can just look at big picture, it's like listening to that creative voice, listening to that business voice, listening to those thoughts that you have, this could be a good thing. Or my friend mentioned this worked for them. It's like trying those things rather than just sitting back and saying that won't work for me, or right. I'm too afraid, or, you know, oh, that works for them. They live in a different part of the country. Or, yeah, they're, well, they're in such too, a great market, right? Too many, you know, photographers in my town. Like yeah. We all have that. We all have that. And so um, you can apply that concept to everything. I mean, it could be the concept of somebody who's afraid to transition from giving digital files to selling product. Like I feel like I'm such a, always been this big proponent of like selling product. And like, I am in the business of helping people, people have beautiful things in their home forever for their kids, you know, to, to cherish and love, not just have digital files. And so it's like being that service from like, I have no problem 
being that person because I've done that for 20 years and I feel so strongly about it. But, you know, it's just about taking that concept across the board, you know, for everything. I love it when you just get rolling. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I start to ramble too. You need to shut me down. Well, you weren't rambling. No, it was like you were preaching. And and I think you were you were preaching the, the really the good news of of the reality of where things are at with our industry. I, I think it's I think people have gotten down. It's been easy to get down the last couple of years, but I think uh kind of at the core of what we're talking about is that, that if anything, um with our industry in particular. And with the with the products and the various things that we're able to offer them through White House, um, and this is going to sound like a plug. I wasn't I wasn't planning on this, but I have seen this, and I do think that the demand for that is just as high, if not higher, than it's ever been. Oh, um, 100%. But it's but it's on us as business owners and entrepreneurs and photographers and creatives to make sure that people understand what it is that that is available and what it is that they can get and know what their options are. And then make it as easy as possible for them to go ahead and make those purchases and then have those deliveries and those experiences all surrounding photography and, and the experience and, and the actual products themselves. Because you're right, everyone's got so much going on, but it doesn't mean that they're not interested in these amazing things that, you know, like like what you have on on the wall behind you or the or the acrylics or the or the albums and the books or all the other things that people can get. It doesn't mean they're not interested. It just means that there's so much going on. We have to reach out and, and do a little grassroots stuff here and there to make it so that people can even know what they can do. Yeah. Well, I think we all have so much noise in our lives. Noise. So much, so much that Cut is like, noise. right. Oh, uh, that is just like getting us at all angles, you know, all the time from every device and, yeah. It's just like, how do you get to your client through that? Well, yeah, like talking to them, <laughs> you yeah. know, calling yeah, them, like tabbing, a, you know, like that will having stand a conversation out. like we used to, like way back in 2005, a right. personal conversation like this, like in the old days. Right. <laughs> right. You know, and I, I mean, I will say this, I truly can say this. And I, I guess I say to hopefully maybe in, inspire one person the same way I was inspired by the stories from friends the last couple of years who were having successful years. You know, like I, part of me felt down about it, like frustrated yeah. that they were having a good year and I wasn't, yeah. but then yeah. I, again, I was able to use that to be motivated to like, well, if they can do it. I can do it. Um, and so I feel like that's the story I would want to share to somebody, you know, if they're in that funk and, and feeling like they're not having the year they want to have, um, I truly believe they can do it, but it's going to take hard work. Yeah, I am I, working harder. I, I want to be honest, right? Like I am working harder in some ways than I have in the past. Like there were the years, years ago where, you know, it was just like the phone was ringing. I was just shooting. Somebody else was selling for me. And it was like this hamster wheel cycle of just, you know, 300 plus sessions a year that's not even, I wouldn't even enjoy that right now. Like I am too old and tired <laughs> and my bones hurt. Like I can't shoot 300 plus <laughs> sessions. Like, right. Like maybe send me like 50, 50 would be nice. Right. Like that sounds lovely. And like for those, because of the business model I've transitioned to, I can tell you that I am more fulfilled 
I am more fulfilled as a business owner and an artist in what I'm doing with my business and confident in what I'm giving my clients than I've ever been. Like I am, I've transitioned to be the one who books this session and talks to you. I'm obviously in the session, photographing, hanging out with my clients, talking to them, building those relationships, rekindling those relationships if they haven't been in for a few years, sitting down with them in the in-person sale, going to their home, taking pictures and measuring, delivering the images, potentially installing the images. Like I'm like taking care of them every step of the way. And I think nowadays everything's so in-person, impersonable, like, in so many aspects yeah. of our lives to yeah. have all those touch points where someone feels like they are like being treated with that red carpet service, right? Yeah, like, yeah. like above and beyond, mm -hmm. they're going to keep coming back. Like they, they're like, there's to the right clients and people who appreciate that, like that's invaluable. Right. And it is for us when we're treated that way, you, you, you can always ask yourself like, what is it that I get from the places that I really love and the people that I really like to do business with? And that's a lot of the times that's a big part of it for ourselves. That's good stuff. Yeah. And everything's becoming, this has been, yeah. Yeah. Well, in a world of automation, like be that personable yeah. service. All right. Tell me this, where can people find you at? Where's your stuff at? Um, Website is vgallery.net. Um, and then on Instagram and Facebook, it's just at vgalleryphoto. Um, or my personal is vtoffer. Just like it says in your name right down there. Hey, thanks for doing this. This was 200. This was, this Congratulations. was. <laughs> Thank you. I remember when this was just a concept and a thought and you were like getting ready to do number one and they weren't yeah. videos. It's transitioned so much in the last 200 episodes. Well, yeah, it's, it's turned into something really special. It's, it's been an honor to do it. Um, maybe we'll pick it up again in next year or some other form down the road. Who knows what 2022 will bring. Um, but I want to say thanks to everyone for coming along with me and for listening um, and for reaching out and all the amazing things and comments and messages that I get and emails. Even I have them all. Um, sometimes I read them to make myself feel good. <laughs> it's very encouraging stuff. It's been an honor and a privilege. And uh, thanks for coming along with me too, Vic. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Uh, and to everyone else, again, thanks for listening, and we will see you around.